What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today's Monday, October 18th. You know, we're talking, we're talking LA Galaxy, man. Uh, crazy finish. It was a thriller. Um, won it in the penalty. They won it in the 90th minute with Sasha Kleston's amazing goal. We're gonna deep talk deep into that. Um, they're still in the playoff race and the in the playoff hunt. Uh, amazing game. They needed the much needed points. Um, but before we get into that, let me introduce my guest. We got Alex Sharice once again, and we got Johnny Bolin back again. Alex, how you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. Uh, obviously, exciting weekend. Uh, getting to the Galaxy win, and then just in general sports around everything was. It felt like basically everything was on this weekend, so it was a nice feeling. Yeah. What about you, Johnny? It was great, man. I mean, you know, it's there's still work to be done. There's there's positives and negatives from this game, but what a beautiful game! What a fu- what a fun game to watch! What a dramatic ending! Like I, I'm stoked, man. I'm so happy. Yeah, it, it, it was an insane game. It, it it was. I mean, it was a it was, it was a very tight game. But we got we got we got to talk about your outfit. You kind of look like someone uh someone familiar. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it looks like he uh, question took my look. You know, I I got to talk to him about that, but. <laughs> looks like you're going yeah, for the Sasha Kleshman look over there. Yeah, I got the stash and everything going. We, we're, we're trying, we're trying, not succeeding, but we're getting there. <laughs> look, I I like it. Anytime, you know, Sasha Kleshman or you know any any uh LA Galaxy player does something like that, you got you got to you got to show them the love. You got to show them the support. And, and I like I like what you're doing <laughs> with the stash. <laughs> How long, how long did it take you to grow your stash, Johnny? Dude, like two weeks, man. Like, because so, I was doing a bit where I had like a goatee, and then I, I didn't like the goatee, so I shaved it. And then this happened, so that was convenient. And then uh, I was like, all right, I'm going full Sasha Question now. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that'll be my Halloween costume, you know? Sasha Question for hey. Halloween. We'll see. Sasha Question. <laughs> Look, let, let's compare it again. There it is. We go there. Let's get the zoom in view. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> 99 cent store Sasha Kleshman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we couldn't get the real Sasha Kleshman here, so we got we got Johnny Bowling. We got we got the Dollar Tree version. That's hey, right, from Wish.com, baby. From Wish.com. <laughs> hey, we'll go with it. That's good. What about you, Alex? When when are you gonna grow a mustache? Dude, honestly, I I've been asking myself that. I always get I always have it at the end where it's just thicker, and I'm just like I'm gonna shave it off soon anyway. I won't get much facial hair, but I mean I'm okay with it. I don't mind it. I don't have a problem with it. Not like I'm, you know, asking for like a mustache or like a beard or anything like that. So I'm cool with it. Go ahead. I say we'll do a contest. Me and Alex can. I think Alex could probably do it better than I can. If if we're being honest, I I'm awful with facial hair, um, but I will do my best to grow out. We'll do it. We could do it a month. We I'll shave it tomorrow, we'll, and we'll go a month and see and see how it goes. <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, you're gonna win. I can't. I've been growing this for years, dude. I haven't shaved or anything. It's like, been like that it. for years. Let's yeah, that's it. it. Let's get the version. Right. It's funny because yeah. uh, <laughs> on, on one of the TikToks I made uh, about the Mexican national team, it like went like pretty viral and stuff. So I got like a bunch of comments on it, and like a bunch of them are like making fun of me for my mustache thing. I look like Antiflas because <laughs> it's just the edges of this mustache that are growing and nothing else. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, man. I remember those days, man, struggling to to, to grow out the stash. It will come. You got to be patient. It will come. You know, the crazy thing, too, is like I'd be in eighth grade and some kids would have like a full on beard. You know, I'm like, how, how do you have a full on beard? I'm, you know, I'm like, I'd be like Alex, but barely trying to grow the, the little patches on, on my upper lip. You know, it's just like and then kids got like a full on beard when they and what, 
eighth grade. I was like, what's going on here, man? It's not even fair, man. It's not fair. They're, they're using cheat codes or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But hey, you know what, Alex, you'll get there. And Johnny, if that's going to be your Halloween costume, I, th- I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people are, are really going to like that. Oh, yeah, they better. <laughs> another another thing that you know just to go off topic a little bit um I, I, halloween i mean I, I don't have a halloween costume but I, i'm i won't be surprised if you see a lot of squid game halloween costumes yeah i was just about to say that exact thing squid game is probably gonna be very popular this year all you need is yeah. green jumpsuit baby that's it yeah green jumpsuit what about you Alex? do you have any 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 costumes recommendations anything you're gonna be no really not i haven't Oh, he's cutting out. Oh, he's cutting out. Not okay. much about Halloween. No, <laughs> recently when I, I think you're cutting out. About you're cutting out. All right. Well, let's get into it. Look, I want to. The first thing I want to. I want to break. Bring in the um the lineup. Uh, I thought the lineup was interesting. Um. So obviously, Greg Vanny went with Victor Vasquez and Chicharito up top. Uh, in the midfield, Grand Sir Ravelson, uh, Dos Santos, uh, Cabral. Obviously, in the back line, you want Nico. Finally got to see Derek Williams, Nick Dupuy, and Arajo. Obviously, Jonathan Bond in back. The big thing that stood out to me was Victor Vasquez up top um, with Chicharito. I was surprised it wasn't going to be, um, uh, you know, Dejan. So, I, th- I, thought it was, I thought that was interesting. Um, Johnny, when you look at this lineup, what were your thoughts on this? You know, I I said I think I said this last time we had uh, Vasquez up top. I like it because I get it. You know, Vasquez is older, but man, his passing is so sharp. And to have a striker like Chicharito, you always have to have you know those perfect deliveries for him to do his job. And I guarantee you, that's what Vanny's thinking. He's he's like, all right, you know what? Like we got to get these passes right to the bottom of Chicharito's feet. We can't have him have these awkward um, you know receptions with the ball. Like we need it to be perfect. And Vasquez is the guy to deliver that. It just hasn't worked too well yet i think that there's i get his mentality with it it's just not working you know yeah i, I get to see he, like he's very creative he can do a lot of things um obviously that's not his natural position but i, I see adding that extra midfielder up top there what it can potentially do alex what, what are your thoughts am i cutting out are we both cutting out yeah, i think it's alex alex I think Alex is frozen. <laughs> picture we were left with him. <laughs> no worries. I, well, I would just say this. I, I just thought um, initially, like Dejan, I think I would like to see it one day. And I know I keep talking about it. And I know why Vanny goes with Victor Vasquez. Um, you know, I, I just feel like eventually, uh, you know, Dejan um, should get the start up there because he, he always comes in the second half. But nevertheless, look, this game was very, uh, it was a very competitive game. It was a, it was a very tough game. Uh, you know the the, the Portland Timbers were wasn't going to be an easy game. You know, there's bad blood uh, from the start of this year, right? From uh, you know the 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 the. the... You're cutting um, out. Um, there you go. The Timbers player to start the start of the season, to start the season, and it was it was just unfortunate what happened. But you know it wasn't going to be an easy game. Um, they fought through though. They fought through. I was very impressed with Galaxy in the second half. I know Chicharito had a couple opportunities, um, you know, and, and I realized that it wasn't going to be an easy game. Um, but, Johnny, what were, what were your thoughts on the first half of the other Galaxy? 
You know, it was tough. Give it a bond, though, man. He had like that double save that was just absolutely insane. And yeah, it was a lot of, uh, you know, we had a lot of possession. We did super well the second half. It was kind of the same old story. We just had lots of chances. Nothing was coming out to it. And as a fan, it was kind of stressful to watch because, you know, we know that this game was stressful or uh, important. We knew that San Jose Earthquakes uh, lost to Levas. We knew that this was an important game for the Galaxy. We had to win this game. This was a must win. And after that first half, I felt, I was like, oh, man. Like I, I thought to myself, this is the same thing. I don't see anything different right now with this team. We're, we're, we have a good attack. We have this uh, possession, but we're just not finishing. So, you know, I was a little stressed out uh, the first half, but something, and I don't know about you, Alex. I wanted to ask about this. There's an energy in that stadium yesterday uh, during the game where it was just like, even though the first half was awful and we, and not awful, but it was just the same story. We felt weird. I still felt like we were going to win that. I felt good. I felt like it was going to happen. You know, I, I, so I don't know how about how you felt about it, but yeah, that first half was just same old story to me. Uh, yeah, I could say I felt the same way there. You know, just sitting there, I felt going. You know, once the ref blew for halftime, I was like, all right, cool. Somebody's going to score, and I think it's going to be us in the second half. It felt like that uh, heading into the halftime. And even once the second half started, you know, I was just like, all right, we we're, we can score. We've won possession against these guys. We've dominated the ball. I think it's we're going to continue that, and I think someone's going to score, whether it be someone off the bench or Chicharito or Vasquez, whoever. I just had a feeling that someone was going to create a really good chance, and that did ultimately happen, and they scored. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and and it was. I think that, that that's the thing because <clears throat> obviously the Galaxy were were able to strike first. Um, you know, Chief, like I said, Chicharito had a couple opportunities, but he hit him right right at the keeper. Uh, you know, if if he was able to hit him on onto the side, different thing that there would have been potentially a different story. Um, but yeah, I got Chicharito's goal here. Uh, let's play it, and then we'll, we can talk about it. Uh, I, I'd imagine it will be. He hasn't been the most effective. What a mistake by Mabiala, who's been the hero for Portland, and it bounced on through, and Chicharito was there with the outside of his right foot to roof it, and in the weirdest of ways, the Galaxy take a one nothing lead. Sometimes, Joe, you just need the ball to bounce your way, and here you go. I mean, I, I don't think Chicharito was expecting it. I don't think very many others in this whole stadium were expecting this goal. As this ball is played through, it's just a simple ball, and Maviola just misses it, just takes a whip. And, and you can see Chicharito, the, the side relief, scoring his 13th goal of the season. Side relief, just like, you know, pressure off his shoulders because he had a, he had a couple, couple opportunities, and you just see he's just relieved. I think everybody I – was I was even in shock that that went in because – I couldn't believe the the player missed it. I thought, he, and then the second thing I thought I was like, "Oh, he has to be outside. He's he's way too open." Uh, Alex, what were your thoughts on that on that pass from Victor Vasquez? It, it was funny because when I when this goal happened, uh, pe- like people were walking into the row in front of us of our seats, so I never saw the goal like live. People were blocking my way, which sucked, and it's a, always a horrible feeling. But uh, looking at the replays, I was pretty impressed. Obviously, great ball by Victor Vasquez, whipped it in with some curve, and also great from Chicharito. You know. Seeing a mistake like that and then capitalizing on it. We always talk about goalkeepers, how they need to have reflexes, but strikers as well need that. And Chicharito, you can't teach those kind of reflexes on a striker. It's one of those intangibles that make a player elite. And that's why Chicharito is the leading goal scorer of the Mexican national team. Little things like that and goals like that go a long way. And that goal went a long way in ultimately saving the Galaxy's playoff hopes. 
Yeah, Johnny, what were your thoughts on that play? Thanks, Portland. That was a mistake on their end, let's be honest. But Chichet finished it. It was a weird thing because, you know, if you're a striker and you see a defender in that perfect position just to, you know, clear the ball away, you're going to kind of turn off that, like, that mode, that ready, that readiness to score. And you've seen it happen all, you see it happen all the time where the defense will make a mistake and the striker will not take advantage of it. And Chicha did. He was there to take advantage of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's uh, it's necessarily like a great, you know, setup by Vasquez or great positioning by Chicha. It was just a, that was a lucky goal, and I'm just going to be honest about it. Thank you, Portland. No, that's not Sasha Question. That's Johnny <laughs> Bolin. We got the doppelganger. <laughs> no, oh, I, you know what? You know what it was when I saw because I think GJ, like I said, he had a couple opportunities. That to me looked like the most difficult opportunity he had. And I recently he's been scoring. Uh, he's had easier opportunities, but he struggled to score the easier ones. But I think whenever it comes to the the most difficult ones, for whatever reason, those are those tend to go in. Um, as as of late, I don't know why. What's the reason for that? But uh, the good thing is he was a, he got to score right. Uh, you yeah. wanted him to score thir- thirteen goals. Um, I, I forget how many games he's played. Chicharito, I don't think he's. I think it's been know, eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. So thirteen goals in eighteen games. Uh, that's pretty good, if you ask me. You know, almost almost a goal per game, almost a goal per game. <clears throat> and it's still what, he's averaging a goal last? every one hundred and three minutes. It's amazing, you know. So it's uh, it's amazing. So it's like, and I and I predicted he would score fifteen goals. I was, I was saying the start of the season, um, he probably would have got there by now if he, if he missed those 10 games, right? So you're seeing that, okay, he's able to score these goals. He's able to do that, uh, which is a good sign. Yeah, he's struggled a couple of different things, but if he's able to put those things away, I think he can kind of overlook uh, some of the misses um, that he's had. Uh, and the main thing is obviously that, th- that they won. Um, the other thing, uh, another player I want to talk about um, is Kevin Cabral. Uh, Alex, what were your thoughts on Kevin Cabral? Because the the game before this was El Trafico. He didn't play a single minute. He got benched, and I think we all know why he got benched. Um, what were your thoughts on this game uh, on Kevin Cabral? Uh, yeah, obviously he was going to be the center of attention no matter what, especially with how the seasons went. And in the article previewing this game, I was talking like this is an important game for Cabral. You got benched the last game. You need to show something this game so Vanny doesn't bench you in future games or when the stakes are high. You need – like. Because we all know DPs need to succeed in MLS, and we need DPs to play. And Cabral's not been a success so far in the year. And uh, it's funny because uh, uh, me and Nick, uh, who run the Total LA Galaxy account, we posted the match ratings for all the players. Everybody had a seven point five or higher, except Cabral, and it was very noticeable. Even in the game, watching it, you could tell his touches, his runs—they just weren't in sync with the team. And I felt that was kind of a liability when it came to our buildups in the first half because. Cabral's uh, movements just seemed so stagnant and very predictable, and they weren't really giving much uh, much support really to the attackers because Grancier was making his runs diagonally on the left side very well. He was wide, using the whole width of the pitch uh, for that first half, and that's what I want to see more from Cabral. Use that the width of the pitch a lot more. Don't necessarily make your movements so stagnant or so vertical most of the time. So, I, and even in the second half, same story. He had a like two two shots. One of them, Victor Vasquez's through ball, first touch finish, gets saved, and then the re- ricochet off the keeper. Cabral doesn't finish that, and the keeper it saves it, and it goes out for a corner. So that was really disappointing, and I know that was a low blow for his confidence because everybody on the team, everybody following the team knows that this kid needs to score soon, and it's just been such bad fortune. But at the same time, you can't really say it's luck anymore. It's got to do with his ability to finish, and 
to be frank, it's not good. Yeah, it's not looking good. Uh, John, before I go to Jeffrey Sosa in the chat, says Cabal once against Choate during the game. He says, I hope we get rid of him in the offseason. I don't think that's going to happen because it's a five-year uh, five year deal. But If we gave up on Chicha, we, he wouldn't have 13 goals so far this season. I understand that, like, you know, it's frustrating and you want him to succeed now because of, you know, recent MLS DPs that come to mind, right? Pozuelo, Almiron, they've all done really good lately. But I think Cabral is going to be the case of Chicharito where just give him a second year. And that second year is going to be extremely huge when it comes to evaluating him. Because when that third year rolls around, it's either going to be, all right, be a little bit better or we're buying your contract out. Yeah. No in between. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Johnny, what were your thoughts on Cabral? Same thing, man. I mean, it's a uh, same old story, right? He, he he has he has that great potential, and it's just really he just needs time, and it sucks to say it like that. But I I, I agree with Alex so much on this. It's just that it's going to take. It might take more than one season. We've seen amazing things from Cabral. We know he can do awesome stuff. It just seems like it's a mental thing with him. Uh, and I mean, we've seen it work with Chicha. An off season can do a lot for a player. So you know, take that off season. For when, whenever it comes for us, take that off season, learn what he needs to be successful and figure it out. And I think that it's going to work out for him. And, and it's and like we've seen him at his best and he's good. When, I mean, do you remember when we first signed him? Like the first two games that he played, it was pretty impressive. Like he looked pretty scary, even though he didn't get a goal. He looked confident. He looked like he was having fun. And that's the Cabral that we need to get back. So I, I, I don't think we should just give up on him right away. Uh, we saw, like, if we did that with Chicha, we wouldn't have been getting this new kind of, like, you know, player out of our, you know, we, we need to believe in him a little bit. And I know uh, I'm a critical guy. The only player I don't like is Sturz. But let's just keep believing a little bit. Let's give him some time. And I think Cabral is going to come out the other end looking a lot better uh, in 2022. Yeah, no, it, it's it's unfortunate, but yeah, he he definitely needs more time, and I think at this point it it is it is pretty mental, which is unfortunate to say because uh, such a supporting cast he has. Yeah, the finishing is not there, but I think there's other ways he can impact the game, and I think that's why I'm waiting like an assist or or something, or you get you steal the ball that leads to the game winning goals or something that leads that leads to a goal or something like that. I think that's what I'm waiting to see him because look, if he can't score, I understand, but there's different ways he can impact the, the game. And I didn't see him impact the game in that, in that way this, this past weekend. And I think that's, that's what he can control. He can't control if he's going to miss, right. If he's, uh, but he can hustle. And I think that's what I think we're all waiting to see. Um, the commercial on the ground, he said, is it too, is it too late to teach Cabral to finish? He's always finished like this. I don't think it's too late to, to, to teach him to finish. I think it's the same thing. It's unfortunate. Uh, you would have to be patient. We'll see how bad, how much that will affect LA Galaxy in the playoff runs because they definitely going to need Cabral. Or if it's not Cabral, if it's Efrain, which we saw step up, you know, obviously Grand Sir, but you're going to need someone else to be able to step up when they come when they come into the playoff when the playoff picture comes in, right? And if oh, hopefully we'll see in these final five games if the Galaxy make it make it to the playoffs. I mean, it look it's looking good. I mean, a win against Timbers, it's a pre- it's pretty big win because. The optimism, we were, I think we were all talking about maybe a tie would be good. Obviously, a win is what everybody wants, but you couldn't lose this game at all. And, I mean, they, they got the cherry on top, and, and they beat one of the best teams in the, in the Western Conference. Andy, what's up, Andy? Says, source says, Gio has returned from Vegas vacation. I mean, work trip. <laughs> what up, fellas? Uh, what's up, Andy? No, yes, I was, I was in Vegas, and then I went to Phoenix. My brother had a baby shower. So I was I was just out, out, out of town, you know, had a had – a, 
get some uh get some get some, get some you know use a vacation time use some of my pto you know gotta use some of the la soccer hub pto so you know, <laughs> the, the boss is approved so i was able to i was able to get out see some family uh you know and it was good commercial underground says vegas soccer hub <laughs> what's up anna um but yeah no it, it was good but um yeah let's let's talk about um the game winning goal sasha question Let, let's play let's play the he's clip, here to man. talk about it he's here sasha <laughs> sasha i know you're here man i know you're here but we, we, we're gonna play we're gonna we're gonna play your highlight we're gonna play your highlight Christian gets the goal hit on his right foot fires away scores 2-1 la galaxy over the portland timbers and sasha question may have scored the game winner here I mean, you just see it right there, the motion he ran. I, I was surprised you ran it up into the stands. And I think Andy Andy tweeted about this, about him uh, not wanting to get a second yellow card for some BS or some bullshit he said on his tweet, on the tweet that he tweeted. But, like, yeah, I, I was I thought he was going to jump in there with Lars. And I think, uh, Alex, you said you saw Johnny in, in that replay? Yeah. He was the guy recording. I'm the guy recording. I'm the white shirt. Yeah, the he's the white shirt guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the white shirt guy. Yeah. The white shirt guy. The guy, the guy that scored. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I thought it, I thought I thought it was amazing. You could see how much emotion, obviously, game winning, a penalty, and all these different things. I I, I had a feel. I think we all had a feeling that it was going to be uh, Sasha was going to take the penalty. But you know, they had in what was it nine games, ten games since the Galaxy had won a game. It was been two, one too many, two too many, right? Um, and when you see that, Alex, uh, what what were your thoughts? Like, obviously, that penalty went in, and you saw Sasha celebrate the way he did. Uh, you can tell the emotion was there and what it meant for him because Sasha Klushin at one time was one of the best players in all of MLS, and then now he's kind of just a you know guy on the bench. You know, uh, I think it was back in 2015. Uh, I think he held the record for most assists in all MLS. Now 2021, he's kind of just sitting the bench, kind of being that guy coming off 10 minutes, you know, before the game ends. And it's a it's great to see him score because we know the Galaxy, you know, don't really have a guy to score penalties. Like Chicharito has missed his two penalties with the Galaxy, so we know he's not a reliable penalty shooter. And Clutchin's that guy now. He took the last penalty, if I'm correct, uh, against Seattle when he was starting. He took that penalty, went in. Now he took another penalty here against the Timbers, and they went in. And I just know it means a lot for Sasha, and I know that this is really going to boost the team morale a lot. Yeah, no, I, I think that was amazing. Sasha, tell tell us about your goal. Tell us tell us about the celebration. Why didn't Why didn't you jump in there? Who cares if you got the second goal? It would have been worth it. No, yeah, dude, that that goal though, like we we all knew it was going to happen, and you know, I was bummed that we couldn't get one without a penalty. Like I, I'm going to be that guy and say that. Like I was bummed that we couldn't just get a goal without that. Um, but it was awesome. It was a really awesome moment. And it seemed like that entire game, the vibe in the stadium after the last game, the vibe, it, as cheesy as it sounds, there was like a lot of hope in the stadium. Like we felt like something great was going to happen. And it was weird because in the 89th minute, somehow I felt like we were going to win this game. And I can't explain why. And when we did, we all were just so happy. Sasha was like in the happiness that Sasha shared for it was so great too. Lars loves Sasha and Sasha loves the galaxy. He like, even though he played for Chivas USA, he actually grew up a galaxy fan. So it's like, he loves the club. He loves the crest. He, he wants to, he wants to be here. He wants to play. He plays with passion. And that goal, that penalty goal, 
uh, kick was just uh, an accumulation of everything. It's all the fans being bummed, you know, the, the players being bummed. Sasha always being the guy to say, I know that this has been tough, but we are going to mm. be great. We can be great. And it was just that. It's all, it's, it's that all together, you know, coming out and being a great thing. And it was just great. And having him do it was just the perfect ending to like that story of the game. And it was just beautiful. I loved it. Yeah, and he says, I thought I thought he was going to chuck Lars Growler right right then and there. I mean, he should have. It would have been he legendary. Did. He did. He did drink. He drank a couple of it. Yeah. He said that the ref tried to give Johnny a yellow thinking it was Sasha. <laughs> tried. I didn't let him. <laughs> yeah. Anna <laughs> asked, uh, is it a boy or a girl? My, my, my brother's having a girl. Uh, it's an exciting time here in the house. Yay. Congrats. First, yeah, nice. first, first uh, niece. Uh, first one of my mom or my parents to have a kid. So it's exciting. It's gonna, it's gonna be a baby girl. She's definitely gonna be spoiled. We've already been buying a bunch of, a uh, bunch of stuff. So it's it's exciting for that. Uh, people want to know: Does Johnny work at Disneyland? Yes, he does. Oh, don't say that. Oh, yep, I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, look, I, I, going back to Sasha, amazing finish, and he was a guy last year that I remember when things weren't going well with Guillermo, when things weren't going well with the team at all. He was the guy that stepped up as a leader and would be at every press call and answer the tough questions. He would answer all the tough questions. It didn't matter. You know, sometimes it wasn't Chicharito. Sometimes it wasn't, you know, Pavone, um, you know, but he always answered the tough questions. And obviously we know what type of season the Galaxy had. And just to see him, uh, you know, score that and, you know, and every and then his press call, I mean, the, 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 the call, the interview he had after the game, um, it was amazing. I, I got it here. I want to play it, and I want to get you guys' thoughts on it. Was the last time you heard this celebration in the stadium? How good does it feel to be able to win again back at home? Yeah, it feels really good. Um, you know, it's been tough for us. We, we haven't had results tonight. I thought we played a fantastic game, and they score off a lucky ball that he's trying to cross, and it felt like another one of those nights where we put a lot of effort into the game, and we weren't going to get the result. So... To finally get a win, it puts us back on the right track, and hopefully we keep this going now towards the playoffs. You've sacrificed so much for this team, not starting in your normal capacity. You've talked about what you've learned to become a leader, but tonight you get to be the hero. What did that mean to you? Uh, it meant a lot. Uh, sorry. Uh, I, I give a lot for my career, for my life, and uh, it just it feels good to score again, you know. This morning, I coached uh, 13-year-old boys in the academy, and I told them, excuse me, I told, I could see the disappointment on some of the kids' faces that weren't starting in the game, and I told them I'm going to use me as an example because tonight I'm going to play a game, and if I play 10 minutes, I'm going to be the one that makes the difference. So I, I just feel so good that my message to those boys, I hope they're watching tonight, that the message to the boys was real, that I showed up tonight to do my job, and, and you know, luckily I was able to score the goal and we win the game. Sasha, you set the example. You gave this crowd something to cheer about. Now it's your turn to go celebrate with your supporters. Yeah, obviously, amazing. Um, you know, amazing, amazing words from uh, Sasha Kleshner and everything he had to say. Obviously, that quote there, uh, it's going to stick, uh, right? Um, if I'm going to play, or what, what do you say? If I play 10 minutes, I'm going to be the one that makes a difference. Alex, Alex, what were your thoughts on just on what he had to say and obviously all the emotion that he let out in the interview with Nikki? Uh, yeah, it was a great interview, right? And then, uh, you know, I was watching this on the car ride home or once I got home. Uh, I almost got a seizure watching that at the beginning. It was crazy. Um, but the the words and the way he expressed it, you could tell it meant a lot to Sasha. Obviously, you know, as I mentioned earlier, right, he was a 
great MLS player, one of the best MLS players at one point, right? And now you've seen his role diminish to entirely being a 10-minute guy off the bench. And he sacrificed a lot for his career. He's definitely right about that. And it's incredible just to see him get the attention and love that he deserves. Gio, as you mentioned, right? Kind of that guy kind of being that shield for the team when everything wasn't going right uh, with the media. And then, you know, him here having his moment in the 90th plus minute, right? Scoring the goal when the team needs it, when the team is, when the team ships looking like about to sink, you know, Sacha Kalashin was that beacon of hope that came out and the emotion there is totally deserved. And it's incredible to see, you know, how amazing sports are. You know, I know Sasha Kleshin desperately wanted to score and impact this game as best as he could. And he mentioned earlier, right, they got a lucky goal. And uh, he knew that they needed to win this game. And when the time came, he stepped up big. Yeah, no, he definitely did. Johnny, what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts, obviously, when you got a chance to hear that interview? Obviously, you had experience to go right, right in front of your face. But what were your thoughts on everything that Sasha had to say? It was just cool, man. I mean, it, it's, you know... I would rather have a guy like Sasha that goes out, works hard, and represents the crest the way he does than have somebody that just doesn't care and starts every game. And seeing him in that interview tells me, like, you know what? He deserves this. He, he deserves this so hard. He really does. And I, I, we just want we want to keep seeing that, you know? Um, I, I love him, man. He's an awesome guy. Uh, he's a great player. He loves the Galaxy. That's what's better than that, you know? Yeah, and obviously him talking about, you know, he was he was coaching his kids, uh, you know, the what is it, the U13 or whatever, the academy kids. It's, it's such an amazing thing because, you know, he, he related that right away, right, to like what happened in the morning or in the afternoon, whenever the game was. And, you know, he said, Ho- I hope they're watching, you know, because it, that's what sometimes that's how your career is. You go a starter or it doesn't or, you, you know, if you're still trying to fight for minutes. Uh, like Efra, you know, he's still trying to get more minutes and stuff like that. Efra impacted the game the, whenever he came in. He got one outside the 18. Obviously, he had that penalty. He had he had the PK that led to the penalty. Um, obviously, Sasha played 10 minutes, um, and he, he got the game-winning goal. But everybody – Sasha was the game uh, the player of the game, right? There was, there was no question about it in, in, in 10 minutes in a short time. But I think it just shows that, like, no matter what – where you're at or whether you're barely coming in or towards the end of your career, you can still impact the game. And right. And I think it was, it was just so awesome for him to like show it and talk about it and have something he could relate to right away. That's the start of day. And like, everybody can look up to that, you know, whether you're just starting out your career or towards the end of the career or whatever, everybody can relate to some, something I said, and it was so genuine. I wasn't expecting that. And, And it goes to show how much he really cares for this team, how much he really wants this team to win. How much, right? When you think of Sasha, because you're not thinking him of being the goal scorer, being the, the, the you know scoring game winning PKs, but he's the heart and soul of the team to me. After seeing that interview, after seeing what he's been doing for the LA Galaxy the last few seasons, I I I see him as a heart and soul of the team. I know there's other players, right? You have Chicharito, you have Victor Vasquez, you have other intangibles that they that they do. But seeing that interview, seeing what Sasha said, I think to me it was phenomenal. Uh, anything else you'd like to add, Alex, on Sasha? Um, just talking about it, I sacrificed, uh, where I sit in the games, uh, it's right behind the opposition, uh, bench. And for the last five minutes, uh, Vanny put Julian Araujo up ahead, playing as a right midfielder, right winger, whatever it may be. And you have Sasha Kleshin kind of playing as a right back or being that cover for Julian in case on the counter. And I was just like, this is, this is weird. You know, you don't see this usually a player with not much speed or not much defensive prowess playing at that position where Julian Araujo was usually playing at right back. So I, I seeing when he talks about sacrifices, like he's sacrificing playing 
where he can best impact the game. He's not going to impact the game as a right back, you know? Yeah, he, he's, he can combine with players and stuff, but that's not his position there. So I thought it was incredible that, you know, Sasha Kleshin, when out, out of all players, you know, was able to impact the game and in so many different ways other than just that goal. Yeah, no, I, I, re- I really enjoyed that. Uh, we got Johnny back, but I, I, I think uh, other player we, we, we hit on, um, Efra, right? Uh, you know, the commercial underground. He says Efra heard Sasha's message. He de- deserves a lot of credit as well. I was, I was very impressed with what I saw Efra. Even though sometimes he's ha- he has an up, up and down, up and down year. But um, Johnny, what, what were your thoughts on Efrain Ef- and the impact that he had in this game? Man, the, the the switch right of Alvarez has been so quick, and I feel like. Uh, I mean, because obviously he got the penalty. Um, seeing the pace of the game switch, because it kind of died down before, right before he went on. It seemed like the game was kind of dying down. It seemed Portland was getting some chances, getting more possession. And then Efrain Alvarez just brought this pace back to the game, this aggression back to the game. And he was playing right, pretty well with um, with Araujo. And it was just so cool to see the game switch like that the second he got on the field. And the first thing I thought was, is man, like, this is the this is the player that Zlatan saw. This is the player that uh, Vanny continues to see. We're finally getting this, and it looks like he's getting more confident on the ball. He's just he's. It seems that he's finally blossoming into this fantastic player, and I felt that's how he you know that's how he was right when he got into the game, and he got in pretty late, right? Like it was like the last like ten minutes. Yeah, it was the second half sub. He came in for Grand Sir. Yeah, um, so he came he came in for Grand Sir. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought I thought I thought what he did in the in the, in the short amount of time that he played uh, is what you wanted to see from Efrain, right? Impact the game some one way or another. Obviously, getting the PK, and I think I want to see more of that of, of Efrain, right? So, right, like to me, it's like he's looked better as a uh, as coming off the bench, which is I know some people may disagree with that, but to me, from what I've seen, he's come off better uh, coming off the bench. I haven't really seen him. I don't recall as of late. Uh, as a starter impacting it the way he does so obviously everybody wants to be a starter we want to see that but I, i'm really impressed what what he did in, in this game uh your thoughts on Efrain, alex uh yeah Efrain definitely switched the game he added a new dimension to the game because his vision is extraordinary and he's able to put these passes you know great through balls he had a great through ball to julian araujo where araujo was just he had the ton of space in front of him and not many players can do that. Maybe Vasquez, and that's about it on this Galaxy team. But Efra was able to do that. And you guys can mark this down. But I think, you know, the Galaxy, their number 10 is vacant. I think Efrain Alvarez is going to take that number 10 one day. I think that he's he's got something really special. You know, this season might not be it. But I think one day he's going to take that number 10 and really be one of the star players on the Galaxy instead of just that young kid trying to fight for a spot on starting eleven. Um, even in his last start against RSL, he had the great assist to Chicharito. I thought uh, he probably should have started the game. I don't know if he started, uh, but never mind. But I, I feel like he should be getting more minutes, more starting time. And just as of late, his form has been really good. And I'm, I'm glad to see it. I know he's fighting for a lot of things, his starting spot, a spot to represent Mexico once again. And just in general, a, a, a chance to be that number 10, that coveted number 10 which in all soccer clubs around the world, that number 10 is an important and significant number. And I think Efrain one day is going to wear that number 10 for the LA Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty bold thing to say, but I, I definitely see it. He definitely has the, the characteristics and everything. We just need to see it for 90 minutes, right? Yeah. I think I think that's that, I think that's the biggest thing. We see it here time to time, 20, 20 minutes here, 30 minutes here, maybe 60 minutes when he plays. But if we get an Efrain Alvarez that plays 90 minutes like that, Watch out! It's a it's a different story. I mean, his his passing his passing skills are are are, are elite. 
elite, like elite, right? Now there's just other things that that he needs to improve on, certain things like that. But without a doubt, when you look at Frank, you don't look like he doesn't have uh, talent or anything like that. You know, I just you just want to see more of the consistency, and hopefully this this win, this performance, this you know this 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 the the you know the fight that they had to go into it, and then you also see at the end of the game, you know, uh, I think it was Sega Kobe that went live. They're celebrating. They're, they're playing music. They were dancing. Everything. They're 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 getting hype, you know. And I think that's what you want to see, um, you know. And the emotions back with the team, right? A, a win like this against a good team uh, can change a lot of things. Uh, and you and you saw that. Obviously, that you know, I'll see you not winning a long time. But how do you feel about this team moving forward, uh, Johnny? Because you got on Wednesday. Was it the is it the Houston Dynamo and then? Saturday, FC back back home at FC Dallas. How how you feeling? I'm two very winnable games, uh, to be honest. Yeah, this is a morale boost. It's a big morale boost, and it seemed like the big issue in this un- in this winless streak was our mentality. Right, moving forward, we just weren't connecting. It didn't seem like our chemistry was there. And the best part of the beginning of the season, besides the winning, was seeing how we came together to get those wins. Seeing how we played together, we were happy playing together. The morale was up, and I think that the energy that we felt after this game was the exact same. I'm going to be optimistic and say we could get these wins. We can get six points out of these two games. I, I am optimistic saying that because we have that mentality. We do. It's it's there. We believe in ourselves. We know what we're capable of. We're playing two teams that we can totally beat. Like, I'm not going to say easily. I don't want to, you know, but you get my point. We could definitely do it. Um, so I, I expect six points out of these games. I really do. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair to say, and you need them too. You you need these points, Alex. How are you feeling in these next two games? A quick turnaround, right? A quick turnaround. Yeah. How you how you feeling about these next two games? Uh, yeah, I think Houston might be a trap game. I don't know. It just it's just been that kind of season for the Galaxy. Very inconsistent, up and down. And the Galaxy have definitely struggled on the road and in places like Houston. I I think they'll struggle. I'm I'm pretty sure they'll come out with at least one point. I don't know about three, but I know at least one. And then at home against Dallas, you have to win that game. You have to win that game. You're 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 at home. You know Dallas on, on paper isn't a amazing team or a team that looks like they can beat one of the elite teams in MLS. But uh, nonetheless, you have the support of the home fans. You're going to be here, and you might as well win. And something I have on my board here is uh, is a little Williams plus Depew combo right there that I really seem to love. It worked really well. Uh, against Portland, I think Nick DePew's earned that number two spot over Sega Kulabali, who was benched this game. Let, let's be honest, there was no injury problems with him. He was benched this game. Mm-hmm. And both Williams and DePew looked really solid out there. Um, both great passers with the ball. And I, I think they they I think they play well with one another. Better than Williams and Stairs and better than Williams and Kulabali. I think that those two have to be the starting center back duo when it comes to big games because we're going to play Seattle, we're going to play Sporting Kansas City, and we're going to play Minnesota for our last three games. And those two, Williams and DePue, need to be starting in those three games. Johnny, what are your thoughts? I've been saying this forever, man. I love DePue. I really do. I love Nick DePue. He's so awesome. I love Williams. He's great. I just don't know why it took this long to get to this point. I think DePue uh, deserves it. And I want I, if he's not starting against Houston, I'm going to be like shocked, man. I'm going to write somebody a letter. I don't know who, but someone's going to be getting a handwritten letter from Johnny Bolin. Yeah, I think it will start. I mean, we'll see maybe a third game, maybe different uh, because you may have to rotate. Rotation. Yeah, exactly. You may rotation. have to rotate rotation, but yeah, you, I could definitely see the rotation. Uh, I wouldn't expect the, the unless there's an injury, but yeah, I think I think you want to see that. Um, 
you want to see that happen. So I, I definitely like uh, you. The two big bodies, two big physical bodies too, right? Obviously, we like what what Derek Williams is. Another player that played well on the defense side was Nico. Would you thought he he played like when he first started when he first came with the Galaxy? Like I don't know what happened oh, in this yeah. game. He played he played a really solid game. He was he looked shaky. Now I don't have the hundred percent confidence on Nico because next game he could potentially commit a, a different mistake. But we got to give credit where credit's due. Nico yeah. played a pre- pretty solid game. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on Nico? Uh, yeah, like you mentioned, he played like how he played when he first came to the Galaxy. You know, he wasn't you know being mistakes. He was doing the right thing as a as a fullback. You know, he was trying to cut out crosses. He was trying to uh, uh, do his best to make players you know cut inside of him. And that, that was definitely something I needed and wanted to see from Nico because we can say his, his offensive game is there. Like he can go up the pitch and he can impact the game like that and, you know, be a danger up front. But it was on the defensive end where everyone was very skeptical, skeptical. Well, I can't speak about, but yeah, skeptical about. And uh, we got to see that th- this game against Portland. And I'm hoping this form really takes over because he he's a speedy player, right? He can move well. He's not slow. He's not afraid. And I think that Nico, if he gets his defensive problems under control and really starts to become a lot better of a defender, then I think this back line is going to be peaking at the right moment. Yeah, no, I would definitely agree with that. And I think you want, you need a, you need to click the these last five games. It looks solid. Um, I mean, it was a lucky goal. If we're going to be honest about Blanco, the lucky goal. I, I mean, maybe you could get that on bond. Um, you could probably put the blame on him, maybe his positioning, but it was a lucky goal, crazy angle. I don't think any keeper is stopping that. But, yeah, I, I really like how the defense looked. And I don't think I've said that too many times this season with all the, the mis- uh, mishaps that they've had. But if they can get rolling, if Nico can have a game like that consistently moving forward, then I think everything else falls into place, right? You assume Derek Williams is going to play well. You assume Nick DePuy is going to play well. Obviously, Joe Narajo goes without saying uh, you know, he, he's always very consistent. Uh, Johnny, what were your thoughts on Nico and, and obviously the back line and how they played? Yeah, it was different, right? Like, uh, what, look what happens when you when you mess with the center backs like that. And I mean, Nico, I feel like Nico did better because maybe maybe that's what was the missing key. Maybe because we just kept having these unreliable center backs, he was, you know, being pulled out of position a lot. I'm just making up excuses, but you get my point. Maybe he felt more comfortable in his position and was able to perform better, but I liked it. And with everything considered, rotation and all of that, uh, I think Houston's a better team than Dallas, and I'd rather us uh, go with this back line against Houston versus Dallas, and then Dallas will will rotate. Um, yeah, but that's that's just what I feel. I, I think that they, they're comfortable. I think a light bulb went off in Vanny's head after this game and was like, all right, we got to do this one moving forward. Because even the goal they got from Portland, like, yeah, that, that was a weird goal. You know, like that wasn't really I, I wouldn't put it that on our center backs or anything or our back line or or uh, Jonathan Bond. It was just a weird goal. So moving forward, let's see how it works. And I'm confident in it. Yeah. So let's look at the standings. Obviously, um, Galaxy won. They didn't move. They stayed in sixth place when it was good. Um, obviously, Seattle's number one, uh, Kansas City, number two, with 52 points. Uh, Colorado in third place with 51 points. Portland, who'd you guys just beat? 46 points. RSL, who else? They they won. I forgot who they beat. 42 points. Galaxy are 42 points in sixth place. Minnesota knocking on the door, 41 points. And Vancouver in eighth place with 40 points. Obviously, LAFC uh, in ninth place with 37 points. Um, yeah, these next two games can definitely change a lot of things. Obviously, 
you know, Portland's going to be playing. So everybody's going to be playing. So, I mean, let's say they go, let's, let's be super optimistic. Let's say they get six points. You're looking at 48, 48 points for the galaxy, or, you know, we could be pretty uh, conservative and say they get four points. Uh, that, that'd be 46 points. So obviously, you know, five games left looking at this table, how are you feeling? Because everybody right now, galaxy control their future, right? If they win, they're, they're going, they're going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they continue to win, they, 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 and you can do the numbers. Uh, they're, they're going to the playoffs. Now, what seed, that's a whole different story. Uh, the, 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 they're right now, they don't really need teams to, they don't, they're not going to, de- they're not depending on teams to lose unless uh, when it comes to seeding. But everything right now is in Galaxy's hands. And I think that's a good feeling to have if you're there, like Galaxy. Alex? Yeah, like you said, they control their future. They control their destiny. You know, it's not like they're a team like Vancouver who's on the outside looking in. And, you know, I'm, I'm still don't know if they'll maybe have a home playoff game to start off that first round. That That's really on, up, up, up in the air. I really have no clue. But I definitely can see them, you know, going on this little run here for this three-game stretch, right, Portland, uh, Houston, and Dallas. I think that's going to be key because their last three games of the year are all really tough. You're going to go against the one and two seed, Seattle and Kansas City. And then I know on decision day, Minnesota is going to be fighting for the playoff lives. So they're going to take that game with 150%. So that game's going to be extremely tough. So the Galaxy really need to capitalize on this week alone, just if they want a, a really good chance to just um, solidify their playoff spot because they're fortunate to be they're fortunate to not be one of those teams who are hoping for results to go their way. Yeah, and and you know, like you said, the last three games, you know, uh, you said Minnesota, Seattle, and SKC. You need all these points. Yeah. How how you feeling, Johnny? When you look at the table. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy. You know, it's it's a bummer to think that we couldn't move up uh, any spots. But, I mean, the fact that we're still in the run, it, it, we're, it, let's be real, it's luck. It's lucky that we're still in this playoff uh, spot and we do control our own destiny. Uh, and I'm happy. I'm excited to see how the next couple of games go. Uh, I, I For obvious reasons, this next game is important. But I think it's especially important just to see if this hype can continue, if this morale can continue, if this good mentality can continue. Because if we don't win... I mean, if we don't, if we lose, if we go to Houston and we lose, momentum is lost 110%. And we are, we are in the same spot, if not the worst spot than we were uh, last week. So it, it's still stressful. It's still up in the air. I think we can win. I'm happy. I'm excited. Uh, but he, this next game is, it's scary. It's a, it's a scary game and it's an important game. And like Alex said before, you know, we, we always lose games that we shouldn't win. So, or that we should win. So, you know, anything's possible. Yeah, and I think what we've seen so far from the season, we look at the standings, right? Houston, like we said, uh, Wednesday, they got 30 points. Dallas is behind them in 28 points. So these are two teams that most likely are not going to be in the playoffs, if we're going to be honest, right? They're not, they're not, they don't really have a chance uh, to make it to the playoffs. Um, I and, think Houston's a little scary. I don't know if you guys saw the goal Darwin Quintero scored the other he's day. Always or, scoring, he's always scoring crazy goals. He's I, I know, but it, it's, it's, it's crazy. He's been doing this for years. And, you know, yeah. like I, I said earlier, I, I feel like this game against Houston is a trap game. I don't know. It's just one of those feelings in my gut that I have that. Well, what I've it, seen, what we've seen from the Galaxy this year, they, they tend to play up and then tend to play down. And I don't think you can do that this game. There's no way you can do that this game on Wednesday uh, because you got to get these three points. You got to get these three points. Obviously, one point. Uh, you, you're okay, but it's not going to feel good. But if you get these three points, everything's going to be rolling uh, for Saturday, right? But 
got to get the three points in Houston, secure the victory, and then maybe you tinker with the lineup, rotations, and everything like that. Because I think the next game is also on Wednesday. So it's just like just to finish out the season. And once you're in the playoffs, I think there's like a two-week break. There's like a Yeah, you have the international break. break. Yeah. So it's like finish strong. Hopefully, you, have, you know, get everybody through healthy. Finish strong, get these points. Um, because these first three games, uh, the, the toughest game was uh, Timbers. These next two games, I'm not going to say – uh, they're easier, but they're not. They're not going to be easy by by any means. Um, but you could the, realistically, they could have nine points, and I don't think that that was a possibility uh, be, until after the game and how they won it. So, hopefully, they carry this momentum, and this is the right time that you want the Galaxy to carry this momentum with these final five games. And a lot of things could change. Uh, you know, maybe potentially this Saturday, this this, this home game, um, because I think that's what you what, what you're expecting. We're, there's a lot of expectation for the LA Galaxy that they put on themselves, and there's a lot of things that we see uh, from themselves. Um, but yeah, let, let's talk about um, obviously Greg Vanny and everything that he's done. How, how have you felt, Alex, up to this point? Uh, how Greg Vanny ha- has done with with the Galaxy? It's easily been a success, without a doubt. Last season was horrible, and you really couldn't get it any worse than that. And with Vanny coming back and him doing his best to build a team, to train a squad, to implement his tactics, and to do that all in this stretch of of like months where you're playing almost three games a week, it, it's it's incredible and it's amazing. You know, um, obviously the Galaxy weren't going to be serious MLS Cup contenders this year. Even when they were in that stretch where, uh, you know, they were winning goals, Chicha was scoring left and right here. I still didn't see them as real true contenders for MLS Cup. I think there was a really long way to go. And if they make the playoffs this year, it's going to be a humongous success. Uh, like I mentioned, right, having all these players come in midseason and then trying to implement them here and there and having all these international breaks and them get, getting taken away from the club for a while um, and still being able to, you know, be lucky because that's a, a luck definitely did play a big factor in this season. And, you know, just to be able to put some quality results when it matter most, like this game against Portland, uh, no, no matter what happens, I'm still going to see this season as good progress. And then we can start talking about next season and what kind of expectations we can put. But so far, it's looked like a real successful 2021 MLS season for the LA Galaxy. Johnny, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's the same thing, right? I don't know if you guys are in this page. And if you want to, like, see kind of, like, outside opinions, you should check it out. There's, like, a Galaxy fans Facebook page. And, like, there's been people that have said, like, oh, Greg Vanny out. I've seen it a couple times. And it's ridiculous. Greg Vanny took a team that had nothing and completely rebuilt them. He rebuilt them. And he took players, and here's the thing. This is my always my thing. When you sign a bunch of players in one season, like a lot of players, they have to learn how to play together. That's just that's not it's not an opinion, it's a fact. It's a fact. And the thing is, is we are doing good with that considered. He's he's getting these players to be comfortable together. We're you know, we had that winless streak, whatever. But even if we don't make the playoffs, like it's crazy how how different this is from last season, how much better this team looks, how the morale is different how this team now has a culture to themselves. It's just amazing to see the the, the turn. And I, I already think that this season was a win with everything considered, but I, I, I do. I think we can make the playoffs, and I think that we can keep going and see where we go from there. Uh, I think Greg Vanny's done amazing with the tools that he's had, though. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes fans say those out of frustration. I don't think anybody would Hell take yeah. that serious. Uh, yes. Man, yeah. There's no way in, a, in his first in his first year. I I, I couldn't even uh, think about that. I would just that would that just goes that passes my mind. Uh, yeah, I I think it's been amazing. So what he's done. I don't think it's just done yet. I, I definitely yeah. see this team um, making the playoffs, and anything can happen in the playoffs. Um, and I, and I just got to see what, what what goes on from there. Um, commercial underground. He brings up. Uh, he's a like, scouting on Grand Sir Kerbos. Questionable for Vanny. I think we. St- I, for me, I, I would still wait. Grand Sir. Um, he's had uh, some great moments. He's been serviceable obviously. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's had some 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 solid moments. Obviously, you want more, especially forwards getting paid. Cabra. We already hit the nail on the head on, on Cabra and discussed that. But I, I think we 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 would see this next year because I, what I saw like. With all these pieces he brought in, he brought in the right pieces. Now, if they, the pieces don't work, and you know, you know, it's like a Kulabali, a Cabral, you know, okay, yeah, you, you can start seeing. But I think you got to give it another year uh, on all these French players. To me, even though a lot of people are, may not want to hear that, but I think you really got to give them a whole cycle, like a whole MLS cycle, because Cabral and Grantier didn't start the year uh, with the Galaxy, right? They came, they came in a couple games afterwards. Um, and then season two, and then obviously season three, but you got to give it a whole cycle. And I, I, from where they were at last year to this year, right? Because the Galaxy, by this time, they're already out of the playoffs. Like, you know, I don't, may, maybe not mathematically, but uh, mentally, they were already checked out, you know. And from seeing, you know, all the emotion, everything, you know, just change in the locker room and the players happy and everything. Obviously, Chicharito doing what he's doing, fully committed uh, to the team. I, I, I think that that's been awesome. But by no means do I think it's over just yet. I think they they still have another level to potentially climb, and that's obviously making the playoffs. And then once you're in the playoffs, definitely making some noise and trying to see if they if they can make a deep run. Because look, let's get let's not get it twisted. The the what's the word? Seattle is 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 the team, right? Everybody's after it. not just in, in the Western Conference, but even even in the Eastern Conference. I know New England's doing New England things out there. But Seattle has been consistent for so for so long that I obviously whenever I look at Seattle, how I look at it is like which how can you beat Seattle? Obviously, you don't think about like I'm building my team so I can beat Seattle necessarily, but you got certain pieces. But to me, when it comes to the playoffs, which team is, is gonna take out Seattle, right? And if, if Galaxy potentially get a shot at Seattle, could potentially be in the first round, it could potentially be in the second round, third round. But if they continue to move, you 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 have to assume that they're going to face Seattle, right? Because that that's mm-hmm. that's the standard in MLS. So I want to see how they can beat because Seattle is going to get. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to get home um, home field advantage. Doesn't look like they're they're getting second place or anything like that. But you you have to assume that they they get they get home field advantage. And how would a Galaxy team potentially do up in Seattle and uh, that turf and all those different things? And I think that's how we'll we'll get to learn a lot about. The LA Galaxy, if if that happens, what do what are your thoughts on that, Alex? On Seattle being the standard? Um, yeah, they definitely are the standard of MLS, and they really have been the best MLS team for the past half decade, really. And you know, it's interesting you mentioned, right? You know, the Galaxy going up against Seattle. Greg Vanny has a pretty big history with Brian Schmetzer when it comes to MLS Cup. Um, obviously, him and coaching Toronto, and then facing off against Seattle in MLS Cup three times. You know, Schmetzer got the best winning. Two out of those three. I, I think, you know, Vanny knows what Schmetcher's approach is. And I feel like the roster he currently that Vanny has with the Galaxy now, I think he'll tinker a little bit if they do meet in the playoffs, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a two-striker pairing and then a total switch up of formation just because these two just have that rivalry 
between them and they have that history that I, I think Vanny at, at some point is going to be like, screw it. I'm going to risk it all, throwing all my chips in there, hoping that I get double what I came back, uh, what I sent out. So I think if that does happen, it's, it's going to be an interesting chess match tactically. And both players are going to be, both teams are really going to be fighting with 110%. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Johnny, your thoughts? Schmetzer, man, he's one of the best coach. He's probably one of the best coaches in MLS history, like if not the best. Because I've always said mm-hmm. Bruce Arena is probably, you know, I'm biased, but Schmetzer is just so smart and how he's completely built this system. And he just built this insanely consistent team in a league where there's like having consistent teams is just unheard of. Having a team that just comes every single season and dominates is unheard of. And Seattle Sounders are the first one to do it. So he's he's obviously one of the one of the best. And Alex is right. Vanny knows how to play Schmetzer. We had, I mean, we had a chance this season and we didn't, you know, we didn't do too good with our chances. Uh, but I think that Vanny's taking those as learning experiences. And I think at the time we played those guys, we were still trying to get our lineups figured out. So it, honestly, if we make the playoffs and we play Sounders right away, it's dependent on these next couple of games. What can we learn? What can we figure out about our team? And how can we use that with Seattle moving forward? Because that's the thing. I've said this every single week. We need to be consistent on our end. And if we're not consistent going into the playoffs and we're continuing continuously using new lineups and trying this new stuff, we're not going to beat Seattle. But if we have our back four figured out, we have our midfield figured out three games before the, the playoffs start and we're in the playoffs, I think that there's a chance. Yeah, no. And last comment here from Commercial Underground. He said, that's why the Galaxy need a home playoff game. If we play on turf, it's a one and done. <laughs> I think it's not just for the Galaxy, for a lot of teams. It's for a lot of teams. Um, you know, two teams that have turf advantage, obviously the the Northwest teams, Timbers and Sounders. So I think I think we're, we're going to have to see because right now Galaxy control the future. Really high possibility of getting nine points in these first three games. Uh, it's looking good. We'll have to see what happens on Wednesday and then obviously following on Saturday. Uh, game because it's it, this is this is where it's at this is this is where you're going to see the best teams the best players step up and you're going to need a Sasha Kleshton you're going to need an Efrain Alvarez you're going to need right Victor Vasquez you're going to need it's not always just going to be Chicharito you know it's going to become from from the role players when it comes to um to the uh, the final stretch and obviously Chicharito got go but I think you know him getting the support from all these other players and you know is, is really gonna is really gonna help the team so I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how strong the galaxy finishes because right now they they control their future and i think they're in a good spot and, and we'll be interested to see um how they finish uh you know with with what at the end of the season because a lot of things can change you get a top four spot but you, you got a you got a real real good possibility of going pretty deep in the playoffs right obviously if you're fifth six you're rolling the dice right away, but you're in, <laughs> you know, you're in it. It's, it is an impossible, um, but you're in. And I think uh, one thing I, I think I want to talk about, we've seen this uh, so long is just the, the the consistency of Chicharito being able to score. I think if he really gets to 15 goals, uh, that was, that was, to me was the mark. And I'm very, I'm very looking forward to, he has an opportunity to get more than 15 goals, but I think, you know, to me, I don't know. I want to get your thoughts, but I think to me, I don't want to speak too soon because the playoffs, uh, the the season is over, but I think he's paid some of his dues um, to the LA Galaxy fans um, for, for last season. Obviously, I think more of that would have to happen in the playoffs. He he showed up at El Trafico, uh, the first one he scored. Uh, he cared about the team. He's, uh, you know, posted on Instagram. He's done all the right things and it's been genuine. 
right? And he shows that he cares for this team. He shows that, look, he represents the badge. Not only does he say the right things this season, right? We know what happened last year. And I, I believe every criticism that he uh, does, he deserved all the criticism when it came to soccer, when it came to football, he deserved all the criticism. Personal life, that's a whole other thing. But when it came to his professional career, he deserved all of that criticism. And he's come back and showed it to the Galaxy that he cares, first and foremost, and then he showed it on the field. Uh, Johnny, what are your thoughts? You know, I said I did a I did this pod before the season started just about the Galaxy. It was like a two-hour pod where we just talked about it. And I said, if Chicha shows that he cares, you know, I don't like honestly, like, you know, the amount of goals is is awesome. But if he just shows that he cares and shows that he put in that time to change and shows that he's there for the crest, I would be happy. You know, because just just because last season it just seemed like he wasn't even in the head there. Um, but yeah, he came and he did everything he had to do. And you know, even if he scored only ten goals, I'd be happy because I that was that's exceeding expe- expectations for me. And he shows up and he's there and he's helping the team. He's performing. He's doing what he has to do, and I'm happy. I couldn't be happier with with Chicharito this year. Obviously, the injury was a bummer, um, but you know, it's it is what it is. You know, I'm happy with him, Alex. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'd say I'm satisfied with the production I'm getting out of him. You know, obviously last season was really bad and never really got into a groove. And that whole team and as a whole just never really got into a groove together. And then now here, you know, like you mentioned on social media, you know, he's always like, I think that before this game, right, he's posting pictures with all the French players, right? Like, that's pretty cool. You know, he mm-hmm. he he's smiling. It doesn't seem like he's, you know, being paid to do it. He doesn't seem like He's doing it because he has to do it. He just, you know, seems like he's like, hey, I, 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 you know, I mess with these dudes. You know, they're my French guys. Like, I, they're, they're my friends on this team. You know, yeah, they're my uh, teammates, but they're also my friends. So I, I think his whole mentality and in, in general has just really helped him and just really helped keep this team afloat. Because let's be honest, if Chicharito wasn't here during this nine game like losing streak or winless run, like it would have definitely expanded to maybe towards the end of the year. Because I think Chicharito is such a big influence, not mm. only in all in Los Angeles, not only in you know the Mexican American community, but in his team in general. He's just always going to be a vocal uh, player. He always you know puts quote you know like inspiration quotes and stuff like that, or motivation quotes, whatever it may be. But you can tell he's in the mentality where he's like you know seize the day. You know every day is a new opportunity. Every day is an opportunity to get better. And I feel like that's you know resonated with a lot of players and. He's talked about, you know, Efrain saying, hey, you know, we can get you to be a national team level player. And I think, you know, it's rubbing on an Efrain and look at him like he was the X factor in this game. What he did in those last 10 minutes were so crucial and it may not go on the stat sheet, but it was a really good performance by him. And then, you know, here he's, you know, talking with uh, who was it? Was it uh, Dehan? You know, he's always having a good relationship with Dehan and you can see when they play together. Uh, Dehan just looks so high. He's like a fanboy to him, to be honest, at some times. <laughs> uh, even in the goal against uh, Houston, right, where Chicho dunks over the defender and scores, you know, Dehan's just there cool. waiting to do the celebration with him. So I think uh, he's definitely paid, you know, his debts when it comes to last season. I think he's overpaid, really. Because there's a lot of things that we won't see that are off the field that are definitely helping out this team in a way, in a bigger way than just scoring goals. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, uh, to me, he's definitely done his, his share. Um, you know, commercially says, if I can change, he can change. Everybody can change. <laughs> yeah, great quote. Uh, but yeah, no, I, it's good. So I, I think to me, um, I, I really want to see 
uh, what type of noise the Galaxy can make in the playoffs because that, that to me, is, is it's where it's at, right? The season is a season. It's a long season. Uh, all these three games. I mean, Look, I don't even play, and I'm, I'm like, game, getting uh, – Fed up with all these like press calls and all these different things, you know. It's just like, dang, that's why I needed to get out yeah. for a little bit. But um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that that's gonna wrap things up, guys. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in, everybody in the chat, everybody uh for commenting and everything. I uh, appreciate you guys, and uh, I see a lot of people are tuning into YouTube. For you guys listening, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube, give us a subscription. I'm trying to grow the YouTube channel. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get the numbers up there. Um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap things up for Alex, for Johnny, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.